0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my kinky torn. <laughs> Shields up, Captain.
1: This landing is going to get pretty interesting, interesting. Oh god, oh god, we're all going to die? Perhaps today is a good day to- <laughs> Someone ever tries to kill you, you try to kill him right back.
0: Control, control. You must control. We are controlling transmission, Captain. Incoming message.
1: Also, I can kill you with my brain. Make it so. The kinky, torn, torn. This may smell bad, but I want it. Ah,
0: ah. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Sword. <laughs> hey
1: everybody it's time to put that flux capacitor into high gear because this is the kinky tauntaun it's butacha Ooh. coming at you and jeff and jeff jeffrey uh what do we got smoking on the on the uh the old grill
0: today well we have uh first things <clears throat> first let's uh, do it Star Wars icon Carrie Fisher, age 59, took to Twitter to force bitch slap people who were discussing how she had aged. Wait, 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 wait. People age? Yes, I know it's shocking. So
1: you're you're it. saying despite the fact that someone is a celebrity, they are in fact governed by various physical laws including uh, you know, thermodynamics and the laws of entropy.
0: Yes, yes, everything
1: breaks down. <sighs> well, fuck. I don't want to be a celebrity anymore then. All
0: right, car- carry on. We're men.
1: Ca- carry We're men, on. We can be, we-
0: <laughs> carry on. We're men. We can be a little older. It's okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, she said, please stop debating whether or not I've aged well. Unfortunately, it hurts all three of my feelings. My body hasn't aged well, and I have... Uh, my body hasn't aged well as aged as well as I have blow us. Um, she's, you can't call her
1: classy, but you can just <laughs> call her fucking awesome because, uh, she, she's of course being self deprecating, uh, but also very realistic. And, uh, you know what? My, my, my views of Carrie Fisher have been ever shifting. I, during the '80s, I remember she she married Paul Simon, and she was in some you know like when Harry met Sally, and uh you know she had left her Princess Leia ways behind her, and I didn't really look at her as being all super attractive anyway. Even uh I guess because I was just too young when Return of the Jedi came out, uh I couldn't yeah, go back and look at the gold bikini now that no, no, you're no, an old no, man. No, no, I'm with you there. Like that, that's all fine and dandy, but you go back and look at when Harry met Sally, you're like, oh uh. Uh, but I will say that she's always had a beautiful mind. Uh, she's done a lot of script work and things like that. And obviously she's right, man. Uh, her wit is right there on top of these other assholes who, uh, apparently were taking issue with her, uh, aging, you know?
0: Well, a couple hours later, speaking of her mind, she she tweeted, "My body is my my body is my brain bag. It hauls me around to those places and in front of faces where there's something to say or see." <laughs> uh, she might as well be like on Supernatural or
1: something. She's like, we're she's just wearing a meat suit. All right, we're just, we're, <laughs> we're just wearing meat suits, guys.
0: It's true. Or if she was, or she, or she was had uh, flatulence, Doctor Who. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: Um, yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's, uh, very solid. Carrie Fisher in top form. I- I'm hoping they can get some of that sass in the next
0: two movie scripts. Well, like I was saying. She was 26 when she donned the gold bikini in Return of the Jedi, and with prodigious amounts of smoking that went on back then, not to mention the epic levels of drugs and alcohol consumption. You went there. She partied like a rock star, man. We're lucky she still looks alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She uh, she looks like a cast-off from The Walking Dead or something. True. (laughs) I mean, Nick Nolte. I watched a movie with Nick Nolte Nolte the other day. It's the... uh, was the, oh, the walk in the woods it's recent it came out this year with uh he and robert redford and holy fuck i mean he's never looked great to begin
0: with but um yeah dude it was bad it was real bad yeah nick nolte and what's the other blonde guy who just went off the rails gary Busey. Busey, yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he he looks pretty terrible well, did you know they asked her worshipfulness to lose thirty five pounds to reprise her role? You know, I could see that, yeah, I remember seeing something
1: about that, and how like she's like, "I'm so fit and healthy right now. it's not me, and like I mean that's just her being her as well like she she can't really be her sullen, melancholy uh cantankerous self when she's thin and skinny and happy with the world. <laughs> <laughs> needs those
0: uh, those uh, food and artists
1: need pain. I have said that for years and I'll say it again. <laughs> She's an artist. She needs her pain
0: and chocolate and chocolate <laughs> and little Debbie's. All right. I think we can conclude that story. Um, Wait, what? There's good news. According to the latest poll from Quinnipiac University, Bernie Sanders would beat Donald Trump 51 to 38 in a general election matchup. The poll suggests Hillary Clinton would also put Trump in his place, though, by a more modest 47 to 40.
1: Jeff, we have have to have a discussion. I I don't think we've actually had the discussion on air as of yet. But this Donald Trump thing, I mean, (laughs) I I was talking to our boy Mohammed the other day and he, he is convinced to this day, to this moment that Donald Trump is trolling America. In the most grandest <laughs> way, the, the grandest way possible. And he thinks that it's all, it's all a big ruse to show how stupid people are. And if he were to pull that off, I would be like, holy shit, Donald Trump's the man. He just proved how <laughs> nine everybody who wanted to vote for him was. Because if you'll notice, all these dickheads are coming out of the woodwork. You know, all these latent bigots and, uh, you know, yes. racists and, uh, all that uh, and i i guess i'm with everyone else who's just like waiting for the punchline. man it's like are we joking
0: is this guy for real well he's either trolling or he's just a troll well
1: know? that's i i i think he actually might be for real i mean i want to believe i want to believe i want to believe jeff i want to believe but i <laughs> well, i think he's he wa- just
0: a troll Okay. 61% of Americans say the Republican frontrunner does not share their values. 58% believe he is not honest and trustworthy. Really? And 57% say he does not care about their needs and problems. And 70% of GOP voters, I call them gops, are convinced Trump would have a good chance of winning in November 2016 just 41 percent of americans at large hold the same view with a majority 51 percent holding that trump does not have a good chance of winning
1: all right this is the problem 41 percent of americans think he's a good idea 41 percent that's just less than half of us folks half of us
0: think donald trump Is a good idea. What's that old George Carlin joke? Uh, You know, think how stupid the average person is and realize half half of them are stupider than that. There's tons of evidence to suggest that having orgasms on a regular basis is good for your health. It is. In fact, science has suggested that masturbating regularly can lead to everything from an improved immune system to better bladder control to lower blood pressure. I think everybody
1: that listens to us below the age of 20 should be just like
0: shaking their heads right now saying hallelujah. Fuck yeah, I'm I'm healthy. (laughs) Uh, For men, frequent ejaculation has been especially highlighted as a powerful factor in the prevention of prostate cancer. You got to keep that thing cleaned out. I have heard
1: that for years. You got to keep that thing cleaned out. That's, that's, oh, that's, that's what's tons been my mantra. Of yeah.
0: I'm sorry, guys. I, go, I got to go clean this thing out right now. For no other reason than my prostate. Right,
1: off. exactly.
0: <laughs> I made sure twice yesterday. <laughs> uh, wow. Our, speaking of prodigious. Have any of you had sex or masturbated in the past 24 hours? Well, I guess I'm out. Because I had sex last night with a girl. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's nice. Now, a study out of Harvard Medical School, Brigham and Women's Hospital confirms that we what we already know: masturbation is awesome. In fact, researchers have conducted <laughs> that one organ. <laughs> Wait, is that, one orgasm? okay, it's or- confirming what we already knew. It was
1: like I could imagine <laughs> this being on the you know front page of the newspapers. Guess what, everybody? Masturbation is good. Um, uh, yeah well, like I
0: said it lowers it lowers the risk of prostate cancer um the only only one that kills more men is uh, skin cancer oh so.
1: oh, so maybe that's it we just need a jacket all right we just need a jacket for our health you know what we should have they, they even we should start but, the
0: world's first jackathon for men's health <laughs> <laughs> oh god jackathon and and then um uh, uh, no ice skate skating rink, um, or no ice skating rink. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm sorry. I want to be sorry.
1: sanitary about it. You know, like a little <laughs> little barf bag for your wiener or something. I don't know. Little booties, yeah, something. I mean, not 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 a or, condom. That's or, just or, awkward. But or do you like big booties? Uh, oh.
0: I I'm a non discriminating non discriminating booty lover. <laughs> Uh, they even crossed the numbers. The study data showed that the participants who ejaculated 21 times a month were 22% lower risk of getting the disease. Uh, all right. Well, you, you you heard it here first. All right. Probably not first. You've probably been hearing this since <laughs> the age of like 11 or 12 or whatever. But, you know, how about it? Mine's probably I'd say mine's probably like 31, 32%. I'm, I'm really concerned about my health. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Oh, also, it doesn't matter whether the orgasms were achieved via slow slow blah, blah, via a solo flight or with a cockpit. Oh. As long as' you're doing, as long as you're doing it often, you're doing it right. All right,
1: that's, that's good to know. That's good to know. Pepper!
0: Pepper! Yeah! All right, carry on, sir. Religion or culture. Here's a tweet from ISIS leaders. We urgently call upon every Muslim to join the fight, especially those that live in the land of the two shrines or Saudi Saudi Arabia. It finishes with rise. Um, Uh,
1: (laughs) Speaking of of masturbatory acts. (laughs) ISIS. What what the fuck do these guys think that they're they're trying to do? I mean, I, I realize they're trying to incite like mass rebellion against you know the the, the evil satanic West, but uh, it's just it's a weird we are we are living in a very strange period of time. Uh, the the twenty you know twenty fifteen twenty sixteen I think has has the potential for being one one of the stranger ones out there. Well.
0: You got all that, you know, like 14th century style behavior, yeah, and also genetic manipulation with like CRISPR and things like that. I know.
1: Then we have the on the news where we, we, you know, we may have discovered a Dyson sphere in some far distant reaches of the galaxy. I mean, that's that's the period that we're living in. Um, It's all quite peculiar. These are these are queer times, my friend. Queer times. Well, even the when
0: ISIL leader Akbu Bark Akbu I'm well, sure I'm pronouncing you know, that right. I'm, I'm
1: all for calling you oh. know, not even referring to ISIS as ISIS or ISIL, uh, but rather this Daesh thing, D A E S H, which means you know, apparently in, in Arabic means barbarian, but that's also how the uh, the acronym is formed in Arabic, and they they don't ah. like it. They they take issue with Daesh.
0: Well, anyways, one of the douchebag leaders of, you know, ISIL called upon Muslims around the world to join his caliphate. Many Muslims around the world uh, confidently replied that they'd rather do, well, anything else. Uh, a couple of the replies that are quite humorous. Sorry, Gov. Colonos- colonoscopy booked. Ah, oh. I can't speak today. Colonoscopy booked. Uh, you should have told me before I just renewed my Pornhub subscription. <laughs> Wow. Gotta do the dishes, bruv. Okay. <laughs> I wanna I wanna wait till until April to find out what happened to Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, that's a great answer. That's a great that's a great response. <laughs> uh my dad said I have to be home by 8 p.m. Will we be done by then? Oh my god. Uh, I just read the Quran. It says no, bro. Sorry, mate. Oh my god. Sorry, but this big Mac isn't eating itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay I, i'm i'm a little busy with the legendary super mutant overlord that keeps nagging me in fallout 4 no can do uh, okay that's santa santa just got me fifa 16 so maybe in two decades or so oh my god only if there's free pizza and sorry but i'm watching star wars maybe tomorrow uh, of course of course. <laughs> Yeah. So to me, they're just doing normal shit. Um, you know, I love how they're, you know,
1: the, the West is satanic and we're, we're evil and things like that. Yet they use social media and technology. I'm saying you do realize true, without, true. you know, like knowledge and not living in the fucking dark ages, you would have none of that shit. Uh, quite, quite the, uh, hypocrisy. Anyway, uh, is that, is that it for our? Wait, there's good news? Um. Yeah,
0: that's it. Pepper! Yeah! Pepper! Yeah! And now it's time for Bad Ash Bruce. Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I'm Bad
1: Good. Bad.
0: I'm the guy with the gun. How does it feel? Boomstick. Hail to the king, baby.
1: Badass Bruce! All right, Jeff. uh, We have been talking about this for a little while now. Uh, And the season finale played out on Saturday evening. And we got our 10 episodes at 30 30 minutes apiece. Uh, What do you think, man? It's not enough.
0: They should have done more. Oh. (laughs)
1: Well, uh, these little, I mean, these little 30 episode, 30 episode, 30 minute episode episodes played out really well and quickly. And, uh, I, I kind of wonder what it would have been like if they had just done the regular format, like 60 minute things, but the whole 30 minute things just, it works so very well for this story. I mean, of course the story is, uh, somewhat negligible. I mean, it's, it's there, <laughs> Uh th- the plot, about a of chain course. Gun and
0: a gu- chainsaw and a shotgun and lots of blood. Uh we
1: we, we call those boomsticks around here. Our sir.
0: Boomsticks, sorry.
1: Boomsticks. <laughs> uh a fistful of boomstick. Anyway, the uh show of course started with Ash. Fistful of boomstick.
0: That sounds like the story we did a little just a few minutes ago. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a jack off. <laughs> sorry. Continue. Jack off for men's Prostate health,
1: <laughs> serious guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, if any you know pornographic movie stars want to get in touch with us to organize this, we're okay with that. <laughs> okay, uh, no. Anyway, the uh, for the rehash of the ash, uh, we we have, an I don't want to call him elderly, but he Bruce Campbell's getting up there into to uh, almost elderly like status. I mean, he's already a cult hero, but Bruce Campbell's got to be what sixty something now. I think so, something like that. So, I mean he he could be drawing a social security check really freaking soon, if you know my my guess in his age is correct. Uh, so, we have Ash who gets high with a very young and attractive lady friend. So, you know, at least Ash is still pulling some in, yeah. And uh, he decides. Whilst high, uh, that he can read from the
0: Necromonicon.
1: Ex mortis. Well, because
0: uh, the chick likes uh, poetry and he needs to seal the deal. French
1: poetry. Right, right. Ain't nothing like raising some deadites that's poetic. <laughs> uh, so we follow the events after he calls the deadites forth from the
0: Necromonicon for the next, uh, well, I guess. 300 minutes, right? Yeah. I never asked you, was that Latin that they were reading? Mm. No, no, no. It's definitely not. It's, uh, I
1: I don't, I'm not familiar with Enochian Enochian very well, but uh, I would guess maybe it's something like that. I have no idea what they used as a language. Or was it Sumerian? Well, I guess it's, in one of the movies or whatever, they say something about Sumerian, but it's definitely not Sumerian writing, so who knows? <laughs> Sorry. But anyway. uh Ta- Yeah, yeah, a little, little nerdy tangent there. Uh Anyway, so we have two sidekicks, and I was a huge fan of both of the sidekicks in this story, and I was so glad, so very, very glad that both Pablo... And uh, Kelly made it through to the end. I mean, Me I'm too. not spoiling anything, uh, but I was just like, "Oh shit, two sidekicks that never works. One of them's gonna die." <laughs> well, uh, because, but no, we're
0: because they're, they're, they they have to get them together, you know, before they can actually kill uh, one of, before they well, can kill one of them off
1: yeah maybe maybe like the series finale they'll, they'll kill bruce campbell off and then these two can ride off in the sunset and kill deadites together like i kind of foresee something like that happening that could be uh, and of course like ash will die but then he'll get like resurrected in like an epilogue in and, like just like in
0: he'll get resurrected in
1: ash versus the
0: good dead and he's just like jacksonville oh <laughs>
1: No, I'm 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 like talking he's going like there's a rebellion in heaven and he's like working for God or something and like boom sticking angels left and right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: kind of boom. a supernatural vibe. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs>
1: it's okay. Uh anyway, so uh yeah, that's that's it. In the role of the story, we had Ruby, who we were led to believe early on, this is Lucy Lawless's character, mm-hmm. that she was A relative of the professor, like, as in the daughter and the sister of the other one, uh, who originally, uh, had the book in the cabin to begin with that Ash found. And I I actually thought we'd get more answers as far as like where, you know, like why the, for me personally, I've always wondered like, all right, we have this, this book in this haunted ass cabin in the middle of the woods in, in Nowhereville, Michigan. And, um, why is at like is it a rental property? Uh, what what what's going on here? And like, why are they just people just leaving their shit and their dead bodies just laying around? Like, they have the uh, the skull, uh, Linda's skull, and the the vice grips or whatever. And I, I always wanted to see like, okay, why is Ash going to this this place? Like, what's particular about this place? But we still don't know that yet. Uh, all we do, all we can say, Jeffrey, and you might have already guessed is that the epicenter of all things evil is, in fact, Michigan. Well, it is
0: turning redder and redder
1: every year. Ooh, you went there. Oh, okay. Uh, No, I thought that was was, was quite interesting how they are uh, saying those kind of things, inferring such things. And you're right. It is getting a little red these days.
0: Well, it's funny because Michigan... Is supposed to be the epicenter of all evil. Yet he wants to live in Florida.
1: Oh, isn't that isn't that interesting?
0: <laughs> the true epicenter. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of crazy shit going on down here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for those of you who do do the Twitter thing, uh, you should follow Florida Florida Man and Florida Woman on Twitter. You will undoubtedly laugh daily at some of the crazy shit that goes on in the state of Florida. Anyway, uh, that crazy shit does not include boom sticking and raising demons from hell and, uh, knocking
0: off deadites and things like that. Every once in a while, somebody does try to eat somebody else though.
1: That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, there's, what was it called? Flocka is that new drug. It's basically, it's based on, uh, the bath salts. Yeah. It's it's part of the active ingredients, but apparently in Miami, they're having a hell of a time with that shit. It's like if best. it's so cheap, it's so cheap, and it makes people fucking nuts, and, you know, like, I could, well, like if the zombie apocalypse starts, it's going to be here. Yeah. Flocka. A flock of zombies. A flock of, oh my God, a flock <laughs> of zombies. Anyway, back to Lulu Wallace. We were led to believe that her character was, in fact, the relative of the professor who left the book in the cabin, uh, come to find out she's definitely not related to those people at all. Uh, in the interest of warning people, I don't think I've spoiled anything, but I'm spoiling shit now. Lucy, Law- Lucy Lawless is not that person. She's in fact one of the dark ones. And if you can think back all the way to your original Evil Dead, when it talks about how the Book of the Dead, Necromonicon, was written, it talks about how it was written by the Dark Ones uh, in the ancient days. So, Lucy Lawless is uh, old. Speaking very, of stars that look good for their age. Old. Oh, she looks phenomenal. And I think she was recently in a movie Naked as well, or a movie or a show. Well, she was, she oh, was wait, naked in Spartacus, Spartacus right?
0: all, Yeah, all the time, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um Good for her. <laughs> Apparently, the laws of entropy are not really working very
0: well on Lucy Lawless. Well, it is New Zealand. It's it's hard to get there. It,
1: she probably <laughs> she probably has done fewer drugs as well. True. <laughs> she she probably doesn't have the thousand uh, dollar day coke habit that <laughs> Carrie Fisher had in the nineteen eighties.
0: Whatever. Okay. But yeah, she said she wrote it. They're like, I don't think she wrote it by herself. Or do you think? Um,
1: I think they're wanting to say that she wrote the, the the fair chunk of it. Maybe not everything in there, but I think the inference is that she wrote the majority of what is in that book.
0: Now, I don't know about you, but I did not see that coming.
1: No, not even remotely. No. So that was a very, a very pleasant surprise. Uh, and of course that was the, uh, season finale from this past Saturday and into, uh, her offering the deal to bruce campbell of course she's she has the they actually cut out the cover of the necromonican and pasted i I just sort of flew and pasted itself onto pablo and he's
0: squirting out uh vomiting out little demon babies yeah those those not only was that part creepy where he's vomiting out the amniotic sacks but yes the, the little you know no-eyed kids were pretty goddamn creepy.
1: They were very creepy, and uh, I kept thinking that, like, oh, Kelly's gonna get, oh fuck, Kelly's gonna get it, oh my god, Kelly's gonna get gutted by one of those creepy kids. But it didn't happen, and I'm, I'm very, very glad that that didn't happen. Yeah, we,
0: At that point, I thought Pablo was a goner for sure. Yeah, um, or did you lose the thought, hot blonde chick though? That was a little disappointing.
1: Uh, you knew that was gonna happen. I know they they were just saving her for later she was just
0: they they were stalling on that one
1: yes the uh, the attractive blonde australian girl uh, who was
0: hiking in the
1: woods Samara was, uh,
0: samara weaving is her actual name she is the niece of Hugo Weaving's of daughter Hugo niece She's Hugo. Ne- oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, look
1: at me. I guessed it. Yeah. I was Nerd like,
0: wait a minute. There can't be that many. Oh, maybe it's more like a really common name in Australia, but I, uh, I looked I'm it up. glad that the apple fell far from that tree, man. <laughs> Jesus. She did some kind of bikini movie. If anyone's interested in looking for pictures, wait, isn't Hugo weaving puts is in drag in some
1: movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember what movie it was Wan food or yeah. something. No, it, no, it's not that, but it's, uh, Hugo Weaving definitely does drag in uh, a movie that I have seen, and uh, I'm so glad, so very, very glad that uh, his niece looks nothing like that.
0: Yeah, and I also looked at uh, the one who played. Uh, they did a good job with the with the finding someone who looked kind of like the original Linda. Oh know, my the-
1: god, I was amazed. Like I, that was actually really astounding as how much that actor. They, I mean, they probably made her up with some sort of enhancements to look like that. But I was like, shit, is that the original lady? And they'd, like, use CGI to, like, age her out or whatever. But if you look at the actress, uh, that actress does not look even remotely like that anymore. So, yeah, the, uh, the head and the vice. Speaking like, of aging, yeah. um, I think somebody might have done more coke than Carrie Fisher. What, who? Oh, the, the original Linda actress. Oh, I didn't look her up. I looked up. Uh, I she, looked up uh,
0: the, the heads, the heads and I'm the face side sene- by side.
1: She she actually looks normal uh, for like a sixty something year old woman. You you that she looks exactly what I think everybody else's parents probably look like or close to. Well, yeah, you are you really supposed to be like ooh sixty year olds so hot? Um, well, that's a thing. Um, and I don't want to talk about
0: that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I skipped those sections on the porn sites.
1: Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow, Jeff, you're you're making quite an example of yourself today. Talking about <laughs> masturbating quite frequently, <laughs> uh, having to skip the granny porn. I mean, <laughs> you're you're a role model, sir. A role model. It's keeping
0: it healthy anyway. and keeping it not too weird.
1: Yeah. All right, we're, we're, at, we're, we're gonna start a charity. It's gonna be j- jacking it for prostate health. Uh, okay. So, where do we think this is going? Bruce took the deal. She offered him, uh, in order to save Pablo and Kelly, she offered him, like, the, the reset button, she said, where he can just go to Jacksonville. And <laughs> how'd you like that bit about the gas money? Like, come on, like, $10 for gas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that like I think I'm not gonna say that was my favorite part of this entire season, but it was probably my favorite part of the entire season. <laughs> when, when he's making this deal to save everyone's life and screw the entire you know, world, he's like, "How about some gas money?"
0: Well, I would have taken the chance that you know, dark ones probably lie, and I would have just stabbed her and see if Pablo made um,
1: it. Yeah, i <laughs> uh, do you, well. I, I don't necessarily think we're going to pick up right after this season ends when we pick up a season two. Uh, what do you think? I mean, had the earth caving in underneath them as they drove off into the sunrise
0: or whatever. Uh, do you think they're ever going to get to Jacksonville? Uh, by the looks of it, they're not going to be able to stay ahead of it. I think she was just, you know, bullshitting.
1: Uh, but he did get, he did take that dagger. True. So I I I almost think that she has intentions of leaving him to the side and us picking up like 6 months later and uh you know like shit starting to happen and it's sort of uh
0: it's gotten into the world but people don't know it yet or or imagine so, you know th- those three just kind of going about their day everything around them is going to fuck but but the that Deadites- I uh, leave them alone you know just to like yeah yeah you know, i see skies blue crowds of white <laughs> you know <laughs> I,
1: I all right i do if they saw that i think they would that was pa- pablo would not stand for that well, yeah he, he's a good man that pablo <laughs> um, too bad his girlfriend got decapitated oh what
0: the the Australian girl, the weaving girl. Oh, yeah. Well, did we actually didn't see the, what happened to her, did we? Uh, no, we did. Her head got
1: ripped clean off and thrown out the window, and Kelly had a conversation with oh, that head.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. She got co- totally dismembered. Like. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I was remembering the, the blood coming out from underneath the door, but then again, yeah, there was the ejection of material. Indeed.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so uh, anything else we want to talk about in a wrap-up?
0: of Ash versus Evil Dead. Well, I was just, you know, looking through the pictures I have on our notes and boy, Lem they did a real good job of making him look creepy as hell. Um,
1: yes. That episode yes, was pretty awesome did.
0: too. I I agree. Episode it was 6. A, it was a good episode. Did you believe?
1: Uh, I think the la- I think t- was it 6 from the part th- from the episode that they were in the diner up and through uh, I'm gonna say episode eight, like maybe like six, seven, eight, I, were probably my favorite episodes. Uh, and then once we got to the house, it was good. It was pretty good. Uh, but it was just that those were the highlights because they weren't quite there yet. And it had some great dialogue and some absolutely, I mean, it was, it was gore, but it was hilarious. Like the, the Michigan militia thing. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> These people. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, we, we, we're we seeing those kind of people right now having taken, o- taken over a federal park building in Oregon. Yeah, but, uh, I was just hearing tell about you what, that. Those, I mean, that that's proof enough those shitheads actually exist. And we we know by personal experience that those, those shitheads actually really do exist. Uh, and M- Michigan, of course, is I guess renowned for that kind of behavior, which is why they included it in the show.
0: Yeah, how did Michigan uh, get so many militias? I just I don't understand. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. It's it's a weird dichotomy because you have the, you know like you, you have the urban areas, Detroit, and the arsenal of freedom during World War II, and uh, you know, manufacturing you know, all that shit, and then you have everybody else out in the woods apparently hunting and loving their guns so uh it's i, I guess it has more to do
0: that with that than anything well, h- hunting, oh, hunting guns is one thing but uh.
1: <laughs> i don't know like i remember way back when i was pretty young when i first started hearing about michigan militia stuff but i knew this guy who was talking you know one of my brother's friends or something he's like oh have you heard about the michigan militia that sounds really cool blah 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 I'm like, "Oh, that sounds really cool." And then you know like come find out later all the shit that they did and what they're associated with. But Timothy it turns out this guy's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, but this guy, he revoked he revoked his social security number. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't even know that I, I didn't, didn't even know that was a thing. Neither did I. He revoked he revoked his social security number and uh if you're an illegal alien, you might know this, but for everybody else, if you don't have a social security number, you can't work. In the United States of America. Well, not above uh, the table. So he, you can work under the table. He never had a job again.
0: <laughs> All right. On that note, <laughs> um, what else can we say? I'm looking forward to next season. Next season
1: looks pretty good. And like I said, I mean, where, the, where are they going to go from here? I mean, the world is literally
0: going to hell. So, Do you think they'll do more um, than 10 next time?
1: No, I think they're they're gonna keep it to ten. I think they'll still keep it to thirty minutes too. Uh, so basically, you're getting like two regular Evil Dead movies in terms of length. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, man, I'm I'm really holding out hope of some time travel. Yeah, like, I I would love to see see them revisit the Army of Darkness thing and have him set things right in the past before he goes. in the
0: You know, something like that would be pretty fucking awesome. Well, have him almost set things right in the past and kind of screw it up. Yeah, like
1: he gets back to to 2016 and finds (laughs) out Donald Trump
0: got elected. Oh, fuck. (laughs) And he's a deadite. He's one of (laughs) of the dark ones. Yeah, he's one of the dark ones. Him and Lucy Lawless are getting it on. Uh, oh. Why'd you have to go there? Well, he'd probably be happy with that arrangement. Nobody else would. (laughs) Not me, man. No. Alright, all right. Bad-ass all right Bruce. so
1: that's it. Badass Bruce. What's next on the docket? Um, right.
0: Now it's time for Darwin Weeps. Stories about dumb people that would make Darwin weep for the future of our species.
1: You are so dumb. You are really dumb. Oh, yeah. So dumb. So dumb. So
0: dumb. So... A Texas woman says her Christian faith gave her the power to redirect a tornado away from her home. Uh what <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina lowe of Rowlett, Texas said ten family members uh, were visiting Texas of course <laughs> uh, ten family members were visiting her apartment Saturday when they heard the distinctive train noise of an approaching tornado and the statement <laughs> ooh, ooh. In a statement, Lowe said, we actually went outside and started commanding the winds, because God has given us authority over the winds, the airways, and we just began to command the storm not to hit our area. We spoke to the storm and said, go to unpopulated places. It did exactly oh what we said to do, because God gave us the authority.
1: I the Uh, Jeff, that woman obviously needs to be a superhero. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, I mean, Odysseus had it wrong. I mean, he he was going all over the the Mediterranean trying to get home. Apparently, he just needed to convert to Christianity, and he, he's got it. Yeah, he would have been able to control the winds. Exactly. I mean, fuck. Well, the- what do you do? Uh, I I don't. Yeah, that's actually a, a, a symptom of narcissism. So uh, I'm just going to chalk that up to uh, this woman being a narcissist. Yeah,
0: among other things.
1: <laughs> or just plain batshit crazy, yeah. whatever.
0: The EF4 tornado with wind speeds up to 180 miles hour was among nine confirmed tornadoes that swept through the Dallas area, killing 11 people and destroying more than a thousand buildings. No one was killed in Rowlett. But the tornado damaged or destroyed about 450 buildings. Um, I say as long as she's taking credit, can the owners of the 450 buildings sue her? I think that's a reasonable question, sir.
1: <laughs> a reasonable question. It actually reminds me. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to talk about it later, but I'll, I'll, I'll refer to, back to it when we
0: talk about it. But keep going. What do we got? Play soundbite. Making a cloud disappear with psychokinesis in April 2015. That was it. That was all the Darwin weeps.
1: You are so dumb. You are really dumb. Real. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so
0: dumb. Um, let me see. And now it's time for our science, history, and technology segment we call Cool Shit. Cool. 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 Shit. Cool. 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 Shit. Cool. In this cool shit, we talk about, uh, Oak Island and some interesting discoveries. Um, have you heard of Oak Island?
1: I have heard of Oak Island and I'm a little ashamed, though not a lot of ashamed to admit that I watch the Curse of Oak Island show on History Channel, uh, when it does come on. I think it's only like six or eight episodes per season so far. Uh, but it, it sort of occurred to me, my, my wife was, Making fun of me for watching the show the other day. And
0: I go back all the way to the search
1: of days. Uh, Right. I know. Uh, She's like, Oh, I like the show. It's so stupid. And I'm just like, You know what? It's all about. It's because every guy, every guy wants to search for treasure. Okay. Like, just, I don't care who you are. If you're, if you're bearing the Y chromosome, you have this innate evolutionarily programmed need to go look for treasure so the show is about hunting
0: for treasure so i like it god damn it i think it goes with our kind of uh some men's uh philandering ways looking for treasure um may
1: yeah yeah we're just looking for booty, <laughs> booty. which is what they're, i mean they're looking for like pirate booty and stuff in the show what's another word for pirate treasure? Well, I think it's booty. Booty. <laughs> booty. That's what it is. Um, all right, continue on. The curse, or no, we're not talking about the show necessarily. We're talking about
0: something at Oak Island, Jeffrey? Well, a group of researchers has come up with a controversial theory that the Romans set foot in the New World more than a thousand years earlier than Columbus.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Wait a minute. What? Say what? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you.
0: Well, the theory centers on a discovery of what they believe to be a Roman sword on Oak Island off Nova Scotia.
1: Oh no, You you gotta go give give me give me the, the meat and taters on this one, Jeffrey.
0: Well you know go. of course some historians are like dismissing the finds as inaccurate, claiming artifacts such as this can be dropped by collectors of modern times. But uh scientists are currently unable to rule out that possibility, but uh um, there are more finds. Uh, finds include a Roman shield boss, like, you know, the metal kind of circular thing on a sh- rounded thing on a shield. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, a, du- a number of Micmac carved images by indigenous people uh, drawn on cave walls in Nova Scotia. Some of these images show what is believed to be Roman legionnaires marching, as well as carved stones on Oak Island that possess a language from ancient. Levant, which uh, um, I don't know if Levant. I'm Levant. Well, the yeah. Levant is an approximate historical geographical term referring to a large area in the eastern Mediterranean. The Levant included all of the islands and countries along the eastern Mediterranean shores, extending from Greece to Cerenci- Syrenica. Cerenes-
1: Syrenica. sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm just anglicizing the hell out of that <laughs> Uh well uh, okay
0: I was gonna say Surnasia but yeah <laughs> uh, all right keep keep it coming man. Other findings include a Romanary a Roman legionary whistle found on Oak Island in 1901. So this has been going on That's... for a while and uh s- and a small this is
1: all really peculiar
0: yeah and a and to you know, cooperate in kind of another geographical region. Uh, a small Roman head sculpture was found in Mexico city in 1933.
1: Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm actually, I've done some research on that. Uh, it was during the reign of Septimius Severus that it is alleged that, uh, he lost uh, like basically a a fleet of ships. Nobody knows what happened to it. Obviously it was shipwrecked somewhere,
0: but, uh, that's the idea that they are that maybe they got to Mexico. Cool. And there's something we might talk about another time where they found a cache of coins, of Roman coins, that date from that same uh if I remember reading right, dated from the same that Severian time frame. So Uh oh, another clue is the presence of an invasive species, a plant that was once used by the Romans. So if somebody's doing a plant, they're doing a pretty good da- damn good plant, you know, if they've uh, plants. Yeah, if,
1: and I'm I'm looking at your your little <laughs> outlet right here, but uh there's something about a shipwreck and they like they know where the shit's coming from.
0: Yeah, um well, anyone who doesn't know about what Oak Island is, um part of the island was like they manufactured it to make this hole to protect their some somebody to protect buried treasure um and Okon has been the center of one of the biggest treasure hunts in history, which began in seventeen ninety five and like under the ground, there are these channels made for for the tide that like yeah have are just covered with uh right i've seen that in the show to act like a cap- uh, capillary capillary action um they have coconut fibers underneath exactly the so I, m- I
1: remember that was in the first season of the show yeah. talking about these coconut fibers uh are even dating until
0: you know what, 13th century or some shit. Wow. See, I haven't seen the, th- this show, but I've seen lots of shows on it. Um, uh, uh, the History Channel series Curse of Oak Island reveals how researchers are attempting to discover the island's long-held secret. Um, the guy who found a lot of this stuff, uh, is he on the show, Joven Hutton Pulitzer? Negative. Oh. Who is featured on the show? Oops. <laughs> Apparently. Well, no, I mean, he's like not on there in any in, in, with any regularity. Uh, has now put together a paper detailing his discoveries. Pulitzer claims the sword is 100% confirmed authentic and described it as the smoking gun to his theory. The the ceremonial sword came out of that shipwreck, which they never explained in the paper. He told the Boston Standard, it is one incredible Roman artifact. He bases this on studies of the artifact's um, metallic properties which match those of other ancient Roman artifacts um has the same level arsenic and lead uh they've been able to test it against other swords of the like and it matches. So there there's no doubt this
1: that what they're testing is is Roman and it's just like okay there's a shipwreck why aren't we looking at that shipwreck? Yeah, you do
0: know, you know what shipwreck they're talking about? Cuz like I said I haven't seen the the newer show.
1: No, no, like they're they haven't talked about anything like they the as far as, far as like the last episode I watched which I think was last week they uh they found some sort of underwater um not naturally occurring form- formation underwater oh well, yeah they definitely and, should
0: take check that out um one cool thing is they I, I, they found gold carthaginian coins on oak island or no on the mainland near near oak island
1: oh uh, okay okay and uh, well i don't know okay i i'm i'm very intrigued by this proposition i i think the ancients were much cleverer than we ever give them credit for. And I think having made a, I think it's, I. not only do I think it's feasible for the ancient, you know, particularly the, you know, classical age, the, the Greeks and the Romans, not only do I think it's
0: feasible that they could have crossed the Atlantic, I think it's probable. Yeah. You just, there's, you kind of go island hopping and eventually you get there.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if Polynesians with their little hollowed out canoes, can cover thousands upon thousands of miles in their fucking little hollowed out canoes why can't a roman trireme
0: or quadrireme or whatever make it to the you know new world well and if you look at the size of the the islands that the you know the polynesians you know settled on and how far apart they how far apart they are and then you look at kind of the the chain of islands that basically if you just go east you're going to keep running into shit uh, across the Atlantic yeah. from, you know, from Iceland to Greenland. And then. Exactly. Yeah. Some, from and then
1: just kind of all the way down. And of course, it, you know, were talking about an age where it was a lot colder. So there were, uh you know, they could have readily seen ice and, you know, steered to the south of it. And it's feasible that they never got out of out of sight of something that might have resembled land anyway. Was that during the Little Ice
0: Age? uh Well, yeah. Um and the, the what was the emperor you named Severn? Severus
1: Septimius Severus was it was during his reign that apparently a, a fleet of ships was
0: lost at sea. Was that anywhere near the Punic Wars?
1: No, oh, no. So the, well the after that. so
0: the gold Carthaginian coin is kind of interesting then.
1: Well, Carthage is destroyed in one forty six B C. So I don't necessarily think that. There would have been a lot of gold coins around, even uh, as far as Carthaginian coins go. I'd like to see what the scholarship is. Well, in those that's coins what I'm in saying. It's, that
0: seems a little odd to me that they found it,
1: it. that. That is a little anachronistic, even for that period. But anyway, we we uh, we we
0: move on, sir. Well, yeah, you know, like I said, so now some historians believe that it was uh, the Romans that discovered America, but others, you know. They kind of know now that the Vikings, at least, were here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we know the Vikings before of course, Columbus. Were yeah, long, uh, long before Columbus ever got about there. About a thousand years, and, I think. And, I mean, when we have we have archaeological evidence for such. Whereas, uh, I think even when we were kids, that hadn't quite been discovered yet, yeah. or maybe just recently discovered.
0: Well, not but a thousand. Yeah, thousand it's, years, it's a sure
1: thing, man. Not a thou- so, well, not a
0: thousand years. A couple hundred, several hundred.
1: What, it would have been about 600 years? Yeah, that's what
0: I was thinking. So, this one was about a 1,000 years. That one would be, yeah. So, interesting. interesting. All right. Cool. Shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's some cool shit there, Jeffrey. Guess what? It's time for our 2015 Entertainment Review. <laughs>
1: I feel like we should have like the Entertainment Tonight music or something. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, all right, Jeff. It's it's the end of the year and the beginning of 2016. And we, we thought we should see fit to have our our year in revenge. Re- I almost said year in revenge. All that matters is that two stood against many. That's what's important. So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen... In the hell with you? Our year in revenge. Our year in revenge. <laughs> Our year in review, uh, 2015. And we were first brainstorming about this, and we, we had a kind of a hard time narrowing down what we we're going to do. We're like, oh, let's do top shows and top movies. And then we're like, uh, it's most, for me, this year has been like a lot of really great TV and some pretty good movies. And for me, it's uh, like,
0: I haven't seen like. At le- even half the shit that came out in 2015 yet <laughs> but out of the stuff i have seen here here, here we're gonna go <laughs>
1: here here we yeah I, I i guess i do watch quite a bit of, of stuff <laughs> and uh i was overwhelmingly pleased with television options this year yeah uh, of course i we're, we're this is how we're gonna do it ladies and gentlemen we're giving our each of our top three favorite nerd shows we're going to give you our favorite, like, normal show that doesn't have to do with anything nerdy or geeky. Uh, we're going to give you our favorite comedy of the year and then uh, our top three movies of 2015. And we, we we're already we, we agreed upon. We've already talked about Ash versus Evil Dead considerably. So I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk about Ash versus Evil Dead. It's an obvious true in for our top three favorite shows. Uh, and I'm not quite sure
0: where I'd place it. It'd probably be towards the top, if not in the number one. Yes, yeah, So don't but, don't yell at, us, yell at us. We've already talked plenty about it.
1: Yes. <laughs> and uh, we we also decided to not copy each other. So I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with some of your choices. And maybe you'll agree with at least one of mine. I'm not sure if you've seen the other two. But uh, go ahead, Jeff. What's uh, your number three Nerdy show of twenty fifteen. Jessica Jones. Jessica
0: Jones. That was a good show. Yes. Yes it was. David uh,
1: Tennant was
0: uh quite the bastard in that show. It's it's an awesome villain and such a such a hard power to overcome. That's why they kinda had to do a little workaround to get around it, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're talking about of course David Tennant's portrayal of the villain Kilgrave who amounts to really nothing much more than a serial rapist. Yeah. Uh and like it's he's so disturbing as this individual. And uh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a, a damn good choice.
0: Yeah, basically if he says it, you have to do it. So
1: exactly. Yeah, that's that's his power or whatever. And uh, we're, we're not going to get into it too much. But they also introduced the character of Luke Cage, who's going to be getting his own show on Netflix as well. Oh, Cool. And of course, it even referred to one of the characters and the other show, which we'll talk about in a few moments. All right, uh, Jeff, my number three favorite nerdy show of 2015 was a show on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know if you have the means to watch it, but I definitely recommend it because I don't think you have seen it yet. It's called The Man in the High Castle.
0: Well, I saw the first episode at your house.
1: Okay. And it I was, I was based, interested
0: in it before, So and yeah, it looks good.
1: Okay, it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel, and I I am willing to put out there that there is no other author alive who has given Hollywood more fuel for the fire than Philip K. Dick. Like, what else has stuff, he done? I mean, other than like Stephen King, who is garbage, uh, <laughs> Philip K. Dick is Blade Runner, dude. Oh, okay. Sorry. What else? Blade Runner, Minority Report, uh, Paycheck. I mean, uh, there's a huge list of movies that are, are based on either novels or the stories of Philip K. Dick. It's a pretty pollution. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, his stuff is just wacky and out there enough where you, you you have to adapt it. I mean, I'm sure we, we have a lot more stuff to of his to adapt. and He was a really weird dude in real life too. So, um I'm, I I would even put forth a uh, some sort of fictionalized real life story about Philip K Dick would be pretty damn good. <laughs> anyway, uh the story about the man in the high castle is it's what if the Germans and the J- Japanese won the uh, World War II. And uh well, I'm not I want you to watch it so I'm not going to say too much about it All right. but man it, it it really sticks well to how you think history would turn out uh, it's interesting to see how Americans would have adapted. And as far as the geography is laid out and the conquering of America, they have the Japanese Western states. So you have like the Pacific Northwest, California, uh, on over to like Utah, Nevada, things like that. Or the Ring of fire. Japanese Pacific states. Yeah. And then you have the, uh, freeze. It's the, uh, Neutral, I don't know, it sounds like Star Trek, but like the Rockies are like a neutral zone. And so people actually have some freedom there. And then, of course, anything beyond the, uh, the Rocky Mountains into the East is all German controlled. Uh, and so the, the setup of the story is we think that there's something going on between the Germans and the Japanese. And there, of course, Hitler is alive, but he's not well. And there are a bunch of the Japanese and the Germans are afraid that once Hitler dies uh, of like Parkinson's, I think is what they said he has. That uh, Garbles and one of the other top guys is going to uh, attack Japan, and so Japan's kind of like hedging their bets and trying to prepare for what might come. Yeah, but uh,
0: there's also the whole historical precedent of the you know, the uh, the great man who conquers and and then all of his underlings once he dies just destroy destroy it and break up the conquered right. lands. Right, exactly. I don't think Japan would actually have much to worry about. <laughs>
1: well but this is this is also the thing though. Uh Germany Germany used the nuclear bomb on America rather than uh us using it on Japan. And so uh you kinda you have if you have Hitler, you know, pushing the button of the Death Star, you're not gonna fuck around.
0: True. I'm saying after he's so, dead though.
1: Uh, well, yeah, but he's, he's still got a finger on the button, so to speak. Uh, anyway, that's my number three. All right, Jeffrey, your number two nerdy show of the year. The Strain. Ooh, like it. Uh, I, I did not know that you, you had watched The Strain, actually.
0: Yes, I binge watched it.
1: So season two.
0: The, for one and two, I just kept. Oh, okay, okay. So
1: you you watched it all recently then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. I loved the flashbacks and the story of the master on all the, yeah. all the Nazi flashbacks. They were just, uh, I, I like Speaking shows with, with flashbacks, like, you know, historical flashbacks. Yeah. Uh.
1: I, I, got you. No, it was good. Uh, and I think The Strain has been one of those shows where like, you never know it's going to come back for an, another season <laughs> because it plays out in the summer. See, so you, you, you keep hoping for more and you're like, ah, you get it. And they left a cliffhanger, of course, season one. Then you watch season two and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, they left it kind of cliffhanger <laughs> again. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you right there, man. I, I definitely enjoyed that show. It's as just well. creepy and kind of
0: gross and cool.
1: <laughs> um, I'm uh, yeah. It, it's I love the you know how the vampire mythos uh, they they turned it on its head and not in a Twilight kind of way where they've uh really just made it a caricature of the myth, but uh, the vampires from the strain are pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, they're like almost, if, they're kind of like zombies, but they can also be controlled by like the yeah. master.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's it, you know they, of course it's called the strain because it's it's focusing in on the uh, biological aspect of this disease that
0: turns someone into a vampire. Uh, it's, it, it's kind of like a parasitical kind of a parasitical infection. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, not to spoil too much, but man, when they pull that like six foot you know worm out of that guy's mouth, oh my god! In the first season, I was like, <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Alright, what's
1: your number two? My number two is a film or film. It's actually a show, rather, on HBO, uh by Dam- Damon Lindelof and the original author of the work. It's called The Leftovers. And I don't know if you've wa- if you watched the first season of The Leftovers, like I liked it. It was really subdued. Very mel you know, very melancholic, and uh Almost to the point of being like a constant depressing show to watch. Uh how however they really and not only did they like change that for season two, they also changed the opening uh theme song, which makes it almost seem like it's a happy little show. Just
0: if you're gonna listen to the theme song of the uh season two. And is this uh, the are these the ones with the with the kid from uh you know from the eighties who was in you know in that family TV show? I don't think so shit what was his name i can't think of his name uh, i
1: don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> i'm just, it's a joke he did the left behind series
1: oh my god kirk cameron kirk god, cameron. God damn it, jeff <laughs> jesus no
0: no uh, but if anybody
1: is uh unfamiliar with the leftover show it's it sort of be like it has the idea of the rapture and whether or not people got taken up by uh this you know holy act of god but not nearly enough people have been taken uh, percentage wise for a rapture and so the first season you have christopher eccleston uh, oh, of course cool. who's the the 10th doctor yeah. uh playing a uh a preacher in this town in new york small town and he's telling people it's not the rapture it wasn't enough people in fact he's actually made a, a his personal crusade to prove that all these people who were taken were actually like terrible people he's like god wouldn't have taken these people
0: so is it kind of like the the rapture for evil people?
1: Uh it wasn't even 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 peop- evil people because like babies were taken. It was just it was just random. That's what he, basically what it was. It was just ah. a random event. And uh, when season, there's this group who they're like a cult. They're basically they're a death cult. Uh, they all wear white and ISIS? smoke and don't speak. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. No, I'd actually prefer these people in white. Um, anyway, they <laughs> they smoke and they try to tell people that they're, you know, you might as well just die and people join them out of depression and uh, hopelessness. and uh, Yeah, it's emotionally at least. Yeah. And so uh, you know, that's where season one goes. But season two picks up with uh, Justin Theroux, who is, uh, I guess, well, I guess one of his best known roles is that being mr jennifer aniston um that's right he's, he's famous for being married to her but uh he is with another he i mean basically the first season he's gone with us he, he's going crazy is what it essentially amounts to he's going insane and he uh witnesses the suicide of this leader of the death cult or whatever. And so she's sort of following him around in his brain. And so that this entire second season, he's having like these moments where he's trying to ignore and then talk to and work through this, uh his, his anguish kind of like experience. Dexter. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot, it's a lot more nuanced and uh emotional, I guess I should say uh comparatively but they everybody in this like they, they moved to Texas apparently you know as I was talking about well, I would go back to the story about the woman from Texas who thought she can control the, the tornadoes uh <laughs> there was one town in the entire world that didn't lose a single person on the day the event happened and so uh it sort of become like this holy land and it's like a national park you you know it costs like millions of dollars to buy a house there and they they actually were able to buy a house and they all moved to Texas to this little town and it's all like what's going on in the CD underbelly of this actual, you know, supposed holy city or whatever. And you have Christopher Ackleston who's already there by the time you pick up the season 2 and you have some weird shit going on and uh all the, I mean, the season 1 was good but not great. Season 2 was great. So I have to uh, check it out sometime. I'm very impressed by it by the acting, the scripts, uh, and the, the depth of the
0: characters in that show.
1: Uh Jeffrey, you're number one for twenty fifteen.
0: Well, I'm sure it's not that original, but Game of Thrones season five yes uh i'm i'm with
1: you dude uh of course i would have chosen this if you had not uh so i'm glad you did to give me a little, little bit more room on my list um <laughs> anyway season five game of thrones man a lot of shit went down oh yeah in season five and of course uh we have we had quite a bit of DBH from the novels i was gonna say uh, including but also, one of your
0: favorite episodes which wasn't in the book
1: uh the episode called Hard Home, which yes. is by far no contest whatsoever the best episode of that show thus far. Uh, of course it's when Jon Snow is fighting the White Walkers and the Whites at the uh Northern's
0: I guess stronghold yeah. of uh Hardhome
1: and I think we talked oh, about
0: this in uh in one of our other shows. We did. We we. I think we did. We, in, um, we probably did a, a Game uh, of Thrones wrap up and cast of Castle Rock.
1: Oh yeah, yes. So those yes, will, those will
0: did. come back. Yeah, I'm sure when we when the next season comes back.
1: Hell yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, so Game Game of Thrones uh, is your your top choice. Uh, of course, we we're, we're all waiting with bated breath to see what happens to our boy. Uh, and I think by now, if people haven't heard, uh, you suck and have been apparently living with the Amish, but Jon Snow <laughs> was maybe killed Got at the end in the yard. Of, yeah, by, by the, the Night's Watch at the end of the, uh, season. And so we're all just waiting around. And of course, I've been, I've been checking, ne- uh, the rumor sites neurotically, <laughs> uh, almost on a daily level for news about our boy Jon Snow. I'm pretty sure and, I'm uh, almost to that point in the books. Oh, oh, that's right, because you just started reading them. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, anyway. but <laughs> well, I was cool kind of under
0: orders. Like... <laughs> True. You're like, you must read these. <laughs> you must read them.
1: No, yeah, the, the books are great. But, I mean, that's the thing, though. We're we're now caught up. And, uh, of course, George R.R. R. Martin has said as of, what, yesterday or the day before yesterday that the next book will not, in fact, be out before season six. So, come hell or high water... uh that that second week of April, or there was the third week of April, whatever it is, when the premiere is, we are going to know what happens to Jon Snow. And man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time for this. So, so ex- excellent
0: choice. So, are not discuss theories right now, or what?
1: Nah, we'll we'll save we'll that. Save for it. It's a, so hard a
0: pre-show. It's so hard not yeah. to.
1: <laughs> it's so hard not to. <laughs> All right. So, what's your All number right. one? my number one show actually came out almost a year ago it was that february of 2015 where netflix dumped upon the world daredevil and i, I i'll be honest with you uh daredevil was my first love in, in comic books uh fourth fifth grade man i was all about some fucking daredevil and uh, of course i later on when you know, when I got into a little bit older, I started getting really into X-Men, but, uh, I had my, I had my doubts about how Daredevil was going to play out. Just because, not because the Ben Affleck movie was so terrible. <laughs> it's because the kind of hero daredevil was i'm like how how are you gonna do this i mean you, you was spider-man captain america the avengers are sort of like the national international level heroes but daredevil isn't like that he's a dude for the neighborhood and that you know it's something i had forgotten i guess by the time i, I was the show came out and it took me probably about a month or so to actually sit down and watch but boy when i did i, I think i watched all
0: the episodes within a span of about three days well it's kind of like a procedural ca- crime drama with a twist
1: uh it, it it's better than that in my opinion oh yeah yeah uh, the twist it, is is better act, yeah <laughs> of course Vincent D'Onofrio's character of uh kingpin was damn
0: impressive really creeped the uh, fuck out of my wife yeah um especially you know the the car scene the car door scene oh yeah 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 she and, had you know, people are talking nightmares. about nightmares damn- about oh that. my God! She would just hear the noise in her dreams. But not
1: Kilgrave? I think Kilgrave uh, was we're, creepy. We're only like
0: right? on the second episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, with her, uh, but yeah, she, she the uh, I've seen all of Jessica Jones, but she hasn't. But the 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 uh. car door beheading. You know, she would hear that sound <laughs> in her dreams, oh my God. and it'd wake her up.
1: <laughs> That's kind of messed up. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Daredevil, uh, from top to bottom, episode one to the end, uh, loved every minute of it. I thought the fight scenes were, were the, some of the best I've not even, not even in like cinema, but it's the best of everything that I've seen lately. Anyway,
0: there was a little Uh, stuff. Very realistic. There was a little. So, you know, half of it was ultra realistic. Half of it was, you know, like, sh- you know, well, not half. Probably more like you know, one third was a bit showy. But you know, he's Daredevil is supposed to have a really high proprioception, so he can, right, right, right. He can that, do all those of his, spins like, and shit and pull it off.
1: Right. I, I I get I get you there, and I think yeah, you, you can definitely explain some of that with his abilities. Yeah. Uh, pretty well. All right, moving on. Our number one, since we don't really watch a lot of uh, non-nerdy, geeky shows. Geeky, I know, tone tone that was hard. Shows. It was like, uh, uh... Yeah, so what, what's, what's your one show that you,
0: <laughs> what one normal show did you like this year, Jeffrey? Well, I'd like to say person of interest, but I'm still back in like 2012, so I don't know how this last season was. Uh, the only normal show I've watched for 2015 is the second season of Blacklist. Uh, people keep telling me to try that. The try
1: blacklist. It's I watched like good. the first two or three episodes, and I was like,
0: "Eh." Uh, it um, it's
1: good. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, my my normal show is, uh, of course, AMC's Better Call Saul. Which did you watch? No, I haven't seen it. Jesus Christ, Jeff! Sorry. God, God
0: damn it! Well, think of all Better the shit call I haven't Saul. seen. <laughs>
1: I know. Uh, I'm not going to say it's as good as Breaking Bad, but it definitely has that same vibe. Great writing. Phenomenal acting. I haven't even finished Baba Breaking Bad O-O-Odenkirk yet. Odin Kirk is
0: Wait, 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 wait. What? I haven't even finished Breaking Bad yet. What planet do you live on? I I just, like a couple of weeks ago, I just finished Falling Skies.
1: Oh, so, Jesus Christ. So, I, I actually you how refused far to behind. finish that show <laughs> because I, they jumped the shark. And I'm just like, I'm done with it. Um <laughs> Like once that little girl grew up, like in a day, to some hot hot blonde woman who was Asian, I'm just like I'm fucking done with this show. Anyway, (laughs) um, no, you you have to finish Breaking Bad because one of the very last episodes of the show, it's a show entitled Ozymandias, uh, was actually directed by one Ryan Johnson, who is. Not only directing, but also writing the next two Star Wars I think movies. he told me and what Osmandi
0: meant one time.
1: Osmondius, yes. He's, he's writing and directing episode eight and then just writing episode nine. Uh, but Osmondius is actually rated a nine point nine on IMDb. Holy crap. And that's with like 72,000 votes. Holy crap. Uh, it's, it's basically, it's the most flawless episode in television history and
0: unfortunately i came across a picture so i think i know what happens i saw brian cranston holding his own head so <laughs> well ozymandias isn't the the final episode it's i think it's
1: episode eight uh, okay so some somebody big does die that episode but obviously not walt <laughs> at that point uh, i won't i won't tell you you have to go okay. get yourself okay, okay. Um. Uh, so that that that's her favorite normal shows. All right, Jeff. Favorite comedy of um, 2015.
0: The only comedy show I've seen for 2015 is uh, Master of None, and that was actually thanks to you. And uh, it's, I got, I've seen, a, I think I got through three episodes at your house. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's it's pretty pretty damn funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I am. I, I, of
1: course, it's like a critical darling. I think it's like a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes or like ninety eight percent something like that <laughs> uh my, my choice is uh the unbreakable K- kimmy schmidt another netflix show um i think of the what daredevil jessica jones master of none and unbreakable kimmy schmidt and, and all, what's the name uh, of the guy netflix does offers. the master
0: of none the guy who stars in it Aziz Ansari. sorry oh yeah the comedian so if you like his comedy you would probably like the show
1: yeah, yeah. I actually don't really like his comedy very much, but I like Master of None. Uh Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, of course, is a completely different kind of show. Uh it's very whimsical and uh outlandish, but I think that's that's something I dig. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you should check out Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. All right, Jeff. Top movies. What's your number three movie?
0: My uh, number three, um twenty fifteen. Like I said, I hadn't I haven't seen like half the movies I intended to see, so it's kind of like a three way tie between Inside Out, uh, Age of Ultron, you know, Avengers, and uh, Terminator Genesis, right. which I know I'm probably going to get. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. But,
1: um, I, I'm I can agree with one of those. In fact, I, I guess you I did agree with one of those that.
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I
1: agreed with my number three is also Inside Out, and I know we said we didn't want to overlap, but you tied, so I took it. Um, <laughs> Terminator Genesis, Jeffrey. Uh,
0: you might lose your street cred with that. Uh, it was what it was supposed to be—an action movie. It didn't. Okay. It didn't like make me like. Oh my god! I need to rethink the universe now. It was like, holy shit! You see that just blew up, and now that's gonna blow up too. No, oh, he just shot that guy. It was one of those. So, you,
1: uh, well, it, was, it enjoy- was at
0: least better than a Michael Michael Bay movie. It was enjoyable it was. on a base level.
1: You know, I, I actually like Terminator Genesis more than I think most people did. We 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 all, you know, we we did a culture dig about that. Um, Age of Ultron, I was a little disappointed with, but it was still, you know, reasonably good. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Inside Out, man, Inside Out
0: may, it made me feel feelings in my feelings maker. It was the exact opposite of Terminator Genesis. It was not a base. Yeah, yeah. It was, not it base was very manipulative
1: emotionally. <laughs> yes. And I, I felt like I've seen the movie probably four or five times now, and each time, uh, I feel it, man. I feel it right in the feelings maker. In fact, and we watched it about a week ago. Yeah, yeah, we watched it on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank oh, you Friday, for no, that. It's Friday. Thank you for that, yeah, by yeah. the way.
0: Um. Anyway,
1: so what, what's your number two, Jeff? Um, The
0: Martian. I was very pleasantly surprised in that. I know I'd heard people say it was good, good but I thought it was a good show. I thought it was damn good. A good movie. The the gallows humor aspect of it was excellent. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, Uh, Like, I think it's going to be an Oscar front runner, Uh, maybe not the number one, but it's definitely it's definitely going to get nominated. Uh, And my number two is your number Number one. one, So we can go ahead and just throw that out there. Uh, But is, of course, The Force Awakens. Yes. Uh, And despite the issues with that movie, uh, it was still very much a, a return to form for the Star Wars galaxy well and it set up the things that needed to be set up and the performances i mean the performances made that movie
0: yeah and the reason i have it as my number one is partially kind of hope for the future you know i'm excited about what's to come the other movies didn't I really have that me. the other movies didn't really have that uh, as much it was it was the opposite of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was nothing but despair <laughs>
1: episode three. Oh, what kind of shit is this <laughs>
0: i meant the other movies I chose didn't really have that. And in the next movie with these characters, you know, I I guess Avengers, but you know, it's different. That was kind of an ending of the old beginning of the new. This was kind of like beginning of the new. Um, Just off the bat.
1: So my number one movie of 2015 is actually a movie that's getting thrown out there quite a bit on on the critic circuit right now. And, uh, I'm not going to say this is the greatest action movie ever made, but by man, it's right in the top three. Uh That's Mad Max Fury Road. But the the plot was a little thin Uh plot was it was driving an entire movie. Yeah, it, was... it, it took place almost entirely in real time. So I don't expect much in terms of plot, but. Character-wise, I mean, the the actors hit it out of the park. Tom Hardy, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Charlize Theron uh, as Furiosa, and uh, you know, just just the, the little vignette, that little vignette in time you get in Mad Max's world, and that the whole crazy ass chase throughout the entirety of the movie. Man, It's just it knocked my socks off.
0: The whole movie uh, can be summed up in like almost in one phrase. Shit, run. <laughs> Pre- or, or drive.
1: <laughs> or drive, uh, yeah. You, you're you're right. And um just how it all—it's really masterful filmmaking how that movie plays out from start to finish because it is, in fact, in for the most part, real time. Yeah. Uh, over the course of an hour and a half or whatever, and it, it doesn't like once it grabs you and it, it grabs you in the probably in the first two or three minutes, it doesn't let go until you know the credits
0: start rolling. And I will say, whoever the kind of creepy boss guy was, good taste in women. Uh. Yeah, something
1: Joe. uh, I forget. It's it's been a little while since I've I've watched it. Like Tamerjan Joe or – damn it. What's his name? I don't know. Anyway, you're right. He was a pretty creepy dude. And, of course, he was chasing his lady friends, his impregnated one especially, uh, on the way to get – Furiosa and later on Mad Max. Anyway, that's my number one. All right, Jeff. That that's gonna bring our uh, twenty fifteen year interview to a
0: close. And, and now what? I, I have a quick Edible Earth.
1: Don't frack my mother. Don't frack my
0: mother. It, yes. uh segment I would do on my other show, but I I. There was a kind of a sci-fi tie-in to this one, so I, I added it to this sh- to this show. Uh, really, the only reason I bring it up is because it reminds me of Spaceballs. Okay, go. <laughs> Pollution in China has gotten so bad that one Canadian company one Canadian company is successfully selling aerosol cans of fresh air to people living in the country. Um. And it's not because somebody farted. <laughs> the wealthy of China are apparently paying well for the chance to breathe non-polluted air, if only for a brief time.
1: T- talk to you about uh, living in a peculiar age, man. Like, what, what age is this where p- rich people are paying for clean air?
0: <laughs> well, do you remember that, that scene in Spaceballs? Ridiculous. As president of Planet Spaceball, I can assure both you and your viewers that there's absolutely no air shortage whatsoever. Yes, of course. I've heard the same rumor myself. Uh, yes, thanks for calling and not reversing the charges yet. Bye. Shithead. <sighs> President Scrooge! <sighs> Yes. No, not at all. Oh, really? He's like, he just did a speech where there is nothing wrong with the air. I don't care. No matter what somebody says, like the leader. And then as soon as the cameras are off, he like reaches into his desk and like cracks open a can of air. (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) well, the air is called Vitality Air. And the first batch uh, sold 500 canisters filled with fresh air from the Rocky Mountain town of Banff. Uh, Went on sale in China last month and sold out within two weeks. We could be selling air. Dude. Oh my god. Yeah, you to know, talk about the talk about the green the, the green revolution. It's coming from
1: Colorado from yeah, it's coming from Colorado. It makes me wonder how fresh that air really is. No, it's huh? coming from
0: Banff, Canada. I think. Uh, or is okay. that in Colorado? I don't know. But um Oh Cal- Cal- You said Rockies. Well yeah, there's a there are Rockies in Canada too. It keeps going. Oh Canada. Canada. <laughs> okay, okay. I got you. Uh now we're uh, they say now we're taking lots of pre-orders and our upcoming shipment. We're getting close to the one thousand mark. Um, the air sells for fourteen to twenty dollars, depending on the size of the canister. Oh my
1: god, people are stupid.
0: People are so <laughs> stupid. But just think about it, dude. We could be selling air. I know, man. We, we could be scamming, se- right? Yeah, we could. We could uh, like sell air even from florida because a lot of people think of florida as the sunshine state it's sunshine sunshine it's sunshine sunshine fresh air all right (laughs) put a little led light with a mirror in the bottom of each can (laughs) let's do it let's do it um all right man now what's next and now they're not that important not even close to normal but definitely not boring it's n3news <laughs> they sure do love a man or eight in uniform. Two Belgian newspapers are reporting that during November's ISIS manhunt in Brussels, eight soldiers and two police women uh coped with the tension by throwing an orgy. Um. Why not? When you got that feeling, you need sexual. I healing. I don't even
1: know what to say to that, so I'm just gonna say, w- why not? Maybe they were just women who really wanted to help out with their their prostate health. The act. <laughs>
0: The action went down in a police station that was temporarily used as a barracks while military forces combed the city. And at one point, between long shifts, <laughs> long shifts, a ten-person orgy began amidst the cots. Oh, my God. Uh, Reminds me of the reports of the uh, unbelievable number of condoms used by athletes during the Olympics. You know, it's like you (laughs) get—that's true. I've heard heard about that. You get like a hot, young, fit people together, and of course, what they want to do—they want, they want to fuck each other. They're going to fuck, man. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I hope no one gets in trouble for this. After all, they were getting off off duty. (laughs) (laughs) and our last story for the day: a hard lesson. The, oh, government, <laughs> the government in the Netherlands has clarified that it is legal for driving instructors to offer lessons in return for sex, as long as the students are over the age of 18. Seems perfectly reasonable. However. Those Dutch, I tell you. <laughs> you might not think they're so reasonable after this next part. However, it is illegal to offer sex in return for lessons because that would be prostitution. So the guy, you know, the guy, whoever's doing the lesson, can say, "Hey, I'll just give me sex. I'll give you a lesson," but you can't go, um, "I'll give you sex if you give me the lesson for free," because that would be prostitution. Oh my god. Now, prostitution, to make it even weirder, prostitution is legal, but it is strictly regulated. And the instance of the person who wants the driver's uh, um, lesson asking for sex would technically be unregulated prostitution. So it's illegal.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm glad they clarified that. (laughs) Isn't that weird?
0: Uh,
1: All right, man. All right. (laughs) And that is it. uh, that's gonna wrap it up so uh i guess that's it for this episode episode four no we already did five. episode four this is episode five already episode five <laughs> of the kinky tauntaun
0: it's been fun
1: bye everybody bye
0: hello cutie pie what is thy
1: bidding my master listen to me very carefully you are mine now you belong to me my nipples are very sensitive. Feel how soft my skin is. Do
0: it! Do it! <laughs> Ew. Seriously? That is so gross.
1: There, fucker! Do you need Ew. assistance?
0: Kind of grabbed you by the boo boo, don't it? More teens are having fuck,
1: having luck.
0: He has an erection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all her fault!
1: Then he got an idea. A wonderful, oh. awful idea. Seduction used to be an art. Now, of course, it's brutish and it's predatory. And here's what consent is. The person is severely intoxicated or unconscious as a result of alcohol or drugs. Is physically or developmentally disabled. The victim is under the age of 13 or is elderly. So as long as the girl's 13, she can give consent for sex, provided it's creative and enthusiastic. You give using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. No means yes, if you know how to spot it fat drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life
0: i am not gay i never have been gay he says he's not gay but uh let's see what a few drinks and a uh, back massage will do to him huh what do you think me you the old lady a little sandwich action okay but i get to be on top oh! let me guess you dropped this soap. please take that out of my ass You're in more dire need of a blowjob than any white man in history. Gross, right in a fucking eyeball. Because it it really does make you feel like you're inside this 11-year-old girl.
1: In a profoundly wholesome way.
0: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room
1: is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. I think you are filth. I think you are scum. You are a degenerate. I'm not a proverb.
0: You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.